You're listening to Video Monsters, a weekly podcast. Uh, well, uh, mostly weekly. Sometimes more, sometimes less. <sighs> All right, fine. A mostly weekly podcast of Creatures Talking Features with your hosts, Nathan Simmons and Eric Harris. Video Monsters is brought to you by the Chattanooga Film Festival and Central Cinema in Knoxville, Tennessee. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or online at chatfilmfest.org and centralcinema865.com. And links for each of these can also be found on our pages, so be sure to follow us at Video Monster Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Hello and welcome to episode 408 of Video Monsters. I'm Nathan. I'm Eric. And tonight we are... Booting up another episode. <laughs> as we... Uh, as we spend we even more time uh, getting very inception-y with our content, where we are doing an episode about the planning of the episode where we're going to be planning the episodes that we discuss the movies. Yeah. 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 What actually happened is uh, we were supposed to record a different episode tonight, and uh, only Nathan and I were able to make it. So Nathan and I just decided we we're going to hang out and do some fun stuff and uh, chat about the upcoming episode. <laughs> Yeah, and it's really. I have, I have a lot of thoughts I need to process on what's about to transpire. <laughs> yeah, so so we did have. I mean, we've got several episodes that we need to be recording that uh, we keep having planned, and then keep needing to reschedule. Uh, and and Eric and I just we just wanted to record. And so tonight's episode, oh God, just, hey, we're throwing it back to just the two of us. Exactly. It it feels like we're way back in the year of twenty nineteen. Or 2020 when we were recording virtually, but before Dan joined us. Um, mm. But yeah, so tonight's episode, <laughs> we are doing our. It, it's sort of a pre popcorn punch out episode because the, uh, the the next canonical episode that we're doing. So not counting like some of the chat film fest coverage or the Super Mario Brothers Super Mario Bros episode uh, that we are still trying to actually get scheduled. Um, outside of those, the the next episode in just our regular lineup is going to be our popcorn punch out for movies from the year of 1995. And that's going to be the start of our September series and the start of our, uh, our Halloween coverage. And I'm super excited about this because there are lots of horror movies from 1995 and there are lots of bad horror movies from 1995. So many. And I, I love it and I can't wait. And honestly, a lot of, a lot of uh, borderline softcore porn <laughs> horror movies from 1995, apparently. Those are not the ones that we have on our list yet. Um, Allegedly. Yeah, we, we do have extra and, and species. Um, but, but yeah, so part of the impetus for tonight's episode was earlier today, Eric and I were texting and, and, and I said, I was like, okay, for this punch out, I might or might not be leaning pretty heavily into the none of my picks are going to make it past the first round. And so I'm just going to pick movies that I just want to talk about that I don't even know if I would vote for, honestly. Um, To which Eric questioned, why am I wasting my picks like that? And I don't feel like it's a waste. 
because there are some fascinating movies from 95 and some terrible movies from 95 and some great movies from 95. And why make it that much harder for us if we have 30 great movies that we have to choose from to narrow down to 20 to hopefully get 16 of the best to narrow down to three? I'm just making it easier for you and Dan by picking trash so that it's going to be a lot easier to uh, to vote for the obvious harder. (laughs) You're making this more difficult because I rely on you guys to pick up the things that I can't squeeze into my list and now i have to like completely literally on my initial list of 30 movies of my like 30 musts that i really want on the list uh of a list of 30 uh you had there was zero overlap between what i had picked (laughs) and what you had picked i'm like god damn it nathan it might or might not have also been a way for me to say you know what you're going to have to pick the movie, like making it even harder for you because the the ones that you were like, dude, I thought for sure you were going to pick movies like this and this and this. And I was like, yes, those are great movies that if you want to end there, you're going to have to add to the list because I'm not making it easier for you. And yeah. it's, I, I just want to have fun with this punch out. Now I've already got 10 movies picked out. I don't know if those 10 movies are going to stay the way that they are. Dan already has 10 movies picked out. He might adjust his based off of uh, what you and I go through and, and update uh, our lists with. But uh, of the 10 that I currently have on here, like I, I really want to discuss all of them, but I don't know if we will. And some of them I know for a fact that the two of you are not going to vote for, or at the very least you're not going to vote for Dan. Maybe. And if I'm not going to have enough of a chance to actually go into depth with some of these great movies, then uh, I was like, hey, maybe we can, you know, spend an hour talking about the movies that we're not going to have a chance talking about. So that is part of of our plan uh, for tonight. Um, But before we start getting into the movies that uh, hopefully we get Eric to pick in tonight's episode... That's that's kind of the, uh, the the main event is getting Eric to actually narrow down his ten tentative ten. They, they might change, but uh, hopefully the the ten that he's going to add to the survey. Uh, just a little bit of lead up to that. Um, we've already done a lot of '90s coverage. We did uh, '90s horror movies, some in our '90s and Audis, um, uh Halloween coverage from a few years ago when we were doing our history of cinema series and we're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do what, you know, nineties and oddies for the uh, September and October horror, because originally we had a plan to do a decade per month. And that plan got derailed in large part because of COVID. Uh, but we've already done some nineties horror movies. And then two years ago, is that right? Yeah. Because we fell so far behind that we didn't do a Christmas spectacular last year. Uh, a couple of years ago when we did our Christmas spectacular, we did 90s, not really Christmas movies. In fact, I don't think any of them were Christmas, but like we did 90s romance and I forget the other themes that we did. Uh, but we spent three episodes talking about 90s movies. So obviously we've done a yeah. lot of 90s uh, movies coverage. And we're going to continue that with uh, with 95. Um. And uh, and yeah, and the reason that we're doing this theme of the year of 1995 
is adding to the very inceptioniness of the uh, of this episode, where this theme was picked in the popcorn punch out through its own mini punch out because the theme that Dan put in the skull was movies from a certain year. And then we all picked years and then did a mini punch out of those years to, uh, to decide on 1995. So yeah, there's layers. It was 95 layers. versus 75, right? I think so. It was two of Dan's picks. Um, it was definitely, which, se- yeah, it was 75 because it was like, we were looking at, it was like network and Nashville and all those. Yeah, and and as much as I love the seventies, I'm so glad we picked the nineties. I, I, I think it was a, a clean sweep. Yeah, I mean, too. the seventies might have been more, might have been easier to narrow down. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um. So. So yeah. Uh. Eric, what is your history with the nineties, specifically with 1995? Uh, well, I was um, born in 1991. <laughs> So uh, I was three to four years old in 1995. So I was really all about Toy Story. Um, That's kind of like my, uh, you know, I'm fairly certain that Toy Story is the first movie that I saw in a movie theater. I don't know that for a fact, but it's the first movie I remember seeing in a movie theater. It's one of the first movies I remember being obsessed with. I'm pretty sure Toy Story is the movie I've seen more than any other movie Ever, I, I can quote that movie line for line, still to this day. I think it's phenomenal. Um, so yeah, that was that was my uh, all, all of nineteen ninety five for me was really just Toy Story when I was <laughs> actually living through nineteen ninety five. Um, and yeah, I was like you know the year I, the year before I started kindergarten. Uh, <laughs> that's all I got for you. But yes. Now, as an adult, um, I, I mean, I have had this interesting relationship with 90 cinema where I got to a point where I kind of found it to be a little cheesy for a while. You know, I feel like, Nathan, you've talked about this a little bit too, where it was like something about the aesthetic of a lot of 90s movies you found a little off-putting. Right. Uh, and it's not necessarily because of the movies. It's because of the 90s. You know, yeah, just the, the general look and feel of a lot of things. But I've like, I've definitely come around where my feelings on that have shifted to like the early 2000s now, where when I watch, I watched The Hunted yesterday, the William Friedkin movie with uh, Benicio del Toro and Tommy Lee Jones. Fantastic movie. But that movie. There are certain things about the way it looks, uh, kind of like the weird desaturated look, and um, some of the uh, some of the way that they do like slow motion with like um, like not a lot of frames per second. It's very like stilted and stuff. I don't know. There's something about the aesthetic of it that like kind of bugs me still to this day, even though it's really good. And that's how I used to feel about the 90s. But now any time I watch a film from the 90s, I'm like, God damn it. Movies used to look so <laughs> incredible. Like movies used to actually like exist in a, in a physical space and have real people and real sets. And Like fucking Waterworld is a movie that came out in 1995. And it's like, that's a movie that is just. Yet you know, I like there's just. It's just all on the screen. It's like they just built all of this shit and like 
I don't know. There's just something that's so tactile and incredible about it. I'm I'm already doing my rambling bullshit that I usually do. Yeah. So um, even though there's a, um, a sizable-ish gap between our ages, we actually have a similar-ish um, uh, uh, relationship with the '90s. So I was 12 in '95. And and so for me, it's a very weird mix of the stuff that I saw that came out in 95. So the things that like as a preteen, you know, I was really enjoying stuff like I don't know if this actually came out in 95, but as an example of this kind of movie, stuff like Little Big League or uh, Angels in the Outfield. So stuff that it's still like kid ish movie, but like it's starting to get a little bit more not just cartoons. Uh, that makes yeah. me sound like I was watching cartoons until I was 16, which is not entirely inaccurate, but, but you know, it's the stuff that yeah. as a, a kid, like that's the stuff that I was still watching that was coming out in 95. So obviously I've got a yeah. lot of nostalgia for some of those things. Uh, some of those movies that I still love. Uh, but again, a lot of that is just nostalgia. And then there's the stuff that I was watching probably way too young to be watching it. Mm -hmm. But the things that I was watching that I was too young to watch from 95, I wasn't watching it in 95. So I wasn't a 12 year old watching things that I wasn't supposed to because I couldn't get into theaters and watch things like Species when it just came out. So I'm watching that kind of stuff like two, three, four years later on like VHS and HBO. So like the 95 like not like full on softcore erotica that is just there's so many of those movies in letterboxd for 95 you, you get about like three pages into the film is based off of popularity and it's just like oh all of this is boobs um, yeah it's pretty wild <laughs> it's ridiculous for me too like there's so many movies on here that i know i watched a ton as a kid but it had to have been when i was a little bit older like i like batman forever i had on vhs and we'll watch it all the time um, you know, I loved Casper and the Goofy movie, and I remember watching Mortal Kombat a lot as a kid. Tommy Boy is a movie that was just like fucking a perennial, always on TV all the time because it's like one of my dad's favorite movies. So I, that's another movie I've seen like just endlessly. Um, but yeah, these are more just like and Billy Madison, of course, too. Like we were, we we're definitely a a comedy movie household for the most part. Yeah. So those I've just seen. Uh, like countless times and um but like it's one of those things where it was like they were just always on throughout the years over and over again they were just you know if it was on tv or something we were watching it yeah um well and it's god it's so weird looking at some of these things uh again in letterbox looking at the stuff that came out in 95 it's oh, so weird because movie too. Oh, my god. like Sorry, i i know that i saw goldeneye in theaters because I remember watching Bond movies as a kid with my dad. And so I remember like going to the theater to see the new Bond movie. Um, and it's just like that. I mean, that's not like too mature for a 12 year old, but there is a little bit of wait, wait a second. I was 12 watching uh, Femke Jansen. What was it? Femke Jansen rapper legs around Pierce Brosnan. Um, yeah. And golden night, golden night, man. Yeah movies big popular blockbuster movies used to be sexy you know they used to have like they did you don't get that kind of stuff now but i remember watching goldeneye pretty young too and feeling kind of scandalized by it like i I started with the game i felt you know on n64 and then i went back and watched the movie i was like oh 
this is very interesting. You know, this is like not exactly what I was expecting. I'm pretty sure that's the first Bond movie I saw too. It was Goldeneye. I mean, um, it's one of the best, but we're not talking about Bond. Uh, but like I saw Bond in theaters, but then things like Mallrats or Four Rooms or Species, those are things that I watched like three or four years later. So still in that sort of mid nineties, uh, still kind of formative range for me, but I wasn't watching them when they first came out. Uh, so, so we've got uh, stuff that I saw when it came out as sort of a preteen stuff that I was watching too early, though I watched it years later, not in 95, but from 95, the stuff that, um, the stuff that like you, I dismissed for a while, because uh it was during the the 90s aren't cool was cool phase you know like there, there was such a huge i would say at least 15 20 years where it's just like ugh, the 90s ugh, where like it was cool yeah. to think that the 90s weren't cool and then maybe it's because of our history of cinema maybe it's because of just the the wide variety of of movies that, that i've been watching over the last five or six years Maybe it's because of things like American Genre Film Archive and Bleeding Skull, where just my my love and appreciation of weird, obscure, bizarre, not great movies has has really deepened. And so now I love those movies that I'm starting to reevaluate some movies that I'm like, oh, they're terrible. Uh, Like one of the ones that I have on my current list, (laughs) one of the ones that I have on my current list is Proteus. Proteus is not a good movie. I don't even know what this is. Oh boy. Proteus is basically, it, it is one of the countless alien ripoffs. It is uh, about some drug smugglers that like their yacht explodes. And so they end up on an oil rig. And if I remember correctly, the production and the continuity is so bad that like you would have people thrown through the same window twice not like thrown through a window and then um you know 30 minutes later like clearly the same room that they just kind of dressed a little bit differently to make you think that it was different no like they would throw someone through a window and then five seconds later throw someone else through the same window and there was magically another window there to be broken (laughs) if i remember correctly could be misremembering it but i think something like that happened um, and I remember at the time I, I watched this, I want to say like eight or nine years ago and, and I watched it and I thought that it was terrible. And so I even went back and found the review that I wrote of it and I was like, Ugh, this is so bad. Like not even the so f- bad it's fun kind of bad, but thinking back on other things about it, I'm like, but I feel like if I watched it now, I would still think, okay, this is trash, but come on guys, this is so much, uh, so much fun. Like at one point, one of the characters says, maybe after you blew it up, it crawled up into the air vent and died. Wait. So after it exploded, it crawled uh. away somewhere to die. The, the best line in the movie is, um, Oh, uh, I, I want to say it's something like you, you're a fish with a goddamn drug habit or something. Because it's like a weird half human, half shark, hybrid drug addled. I I don't know what is going on. It's it's not great. And I remember not loving it. But in thinking about what movies do I want to add to the list and scrolling through what came in out in 95, 
I saw Proteus and I was like, oh God, I have to watch that again. And I have to find a way to talk about this with Eric and Dan to hear them roll their eyes at me at how bad it is. So I mean, this creature looks pretty rad. I've got to say <laughs> like, it's not, he, I mean, it's weird because every one of these images, it looks different. Is it like constant? Is it like the xenomorph? How it's sh- like rowing or changing? Is it? I think like, so. I, again, it's been almost a decade since I've seen it. So some I it looks like just kind of like a weird shark head thing, and then in other ones, it's like got a weird melty face with like piranha teeth. Yeah, I I think that it's evolving or mutating somehow. Um, the again the uh, the main characters like they're bad guys and they're drug runners, and if I remember correctly, the mutant shark thing gets into their cocaine it's either that or i i can't remember if that happened or yes it's it's the precursor to cocaine bear is uh is what's going on there and and that's where i'm at with my love of the 90s is there are undoubtedly great movies that i know that you and dan are going to pick i wanted to bring the the side of the mid 90s that is that fun trashy kind of bad you understand why most people would say oh that's a terrible movie but at the same time it's so much fun and and you just love to just to just sit with it and and just have fun watching bad movies with bad movies with friends um and again i say that with love when i talk about a quote-unquote bad movie i don't mean like oh that's a bad movie i mean it in terms of Sure. Objectively, it has lower production quality. The acting might not be great. Um, the The continuity might be terrible. The special effects might look atrocious. But who cares? It has heart and it's fun, kind of thing. So, so yeah that that has been my journey well, then, with ninety five. Yeah. Well, and then on the opposite end of the spectrum with nineteen ninety five, you also have like two of the biggest flops of all time. It's just like a total like two great examples of like Hollywood just going overboard with their spending and having these massively budgeted movies that end up not making back their money at all with Waterworld and Cutthroat Island. (laughs) Um, Like two of the most infamous bombs of, of, I mean, probably maybe not of all time, but like definitely of the nineties. Like, I feel like those movies are just kind of synonymous with, um, you know, like, Hollywood bombast that doesn't uh, connect with audiences in the way it, they were intended to. Yeah, um, and, and like I remember watching Waterworld. I, I think on video a few years later. Th- th- my my recollection of when I saw some of these is going to be real fuzzy because a lot of them I watched on video, you know, like late nineties. Um, but it was still in that nineties era where it felt like a quote unquote new movie on video rather than something right uh, um, in theaters. But like I, I remember Waterworld, and I remember hating it. And for a solid twenty or thirty years, wait, it's not been thirty years that for for a solid like twenty years, it's just like, oh, Waterworld sucks. Waterworld's like the worst movie ever. It's trash. Blah. Waterworld is a stain on the history of cinema. But I know some people who have good taste in movies who are like very critical of other movies that are like, no, Waterworld's like a lot of fun. And and I've been meaning to go back and and check it out again for a while because it's like, was I too harsh? I mean, some of the things that are bad about it are 
probably still bad, but do I care anymore? Like, would I go back and watch it? And she'd be like, okay, yes, some of this is ridiculous. But on the flip side, dude, this movie is ridiculous, you know? On the flip side, the movie is called Waterworld. Yes. Like, that alone is worth three stars. <laughs> like, you, you, you dare to make a movie about a world of water, and I'm there. Like, I'm, I'm already three stars in. Well, got and, me. and it has Sean Whalen, so that's an extra half star on its own. And Sean Whalen, oh my god, yeah. So that's that's a three and a half on yeah. its own. Uh, yeah, Sean, Nathan's love of Sean Whalen. Uh, <laughs> well, well, we'll see if 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 uh, we can get some Sean Whalen in here, but I don't know with your with your horror stipulations. We'll see how that goes. What was the other Sean Whalen movie? There was another one of nineteen ninety five. Uh, I don't remember. You you said something. Did Idle Hands uh, come out in 95? Do what now? I said, did Idle Hands come out in 95? When did that one come out? No, I think that's like 2001 or something. I mean, Um, we could probably just search for it, but that would slow things down when there's just the two of us. Um, So, so yeah, uh, you speaking of uh, this dumb horror stipulation that I've got, that is a good time to mention. Did I say dumb? Maybe you said stupid, but this this horror stipulation, you might have. uh, Oh, it's Glory Days is the other 95 Sean Whalen movie. Ah, I've not seen that one. That's got no chance. No. So this horror stipulation, again, the, the movies from 1995 is starting our September um uh series which is part of our halloween coverage we do two full months of halloween we do a lot more horror but like very specifically halloween starts september one for me we're kind of in like a pre-halloween right now where i've already started decorating a little bit already starting to drink out of my halloween mugs it's still way too fucking hot to feel too halloweeny um but i'm i'm very much pre-halloween right now but september one even if it's still too hot, it's like, nope, it's September. It is now time for Halloween. So our movies from 95 need to be Halloween movies. We are talking about this as part of our Halloween coverage, which has been a, a like central aspect of the podcast for just about as long as the podcast uh, has, has existed. So we're not about to start like changing the DNA of uh, the, the Halloween coverage on video monsters just because there are artsy movies from 95 that aren't horror. However, there's some great movies from 95 that aren't horror. So here's what we're doing. Um, If you've ever, hopefully if you're listening to this, hopefully you've listened to one of the other uh, popcorn punch outs that we've done because why else would you be listening to us talk about our planning for the next punch out? But um, for the punch outs, we each pick 10 movies that we add to a survey. We send the survey out the top five audience responses go into the skull of decisions. And then at the start of the punch out, um, Eric, Dan and I all go through and make our five picks. So there's 20 movies total, technically, technically 21 because uh, we get an extra movie thrown in there, but there's 21 movies out of the 30 that we've added to the, the survey that we send out. So uh, the 10 movies that each of us are adding to the survey the majority of them must be horror, like either classified as horror on Letterboxd or like it's, you know, sometimes Letterboxd will classify something as a thriller, 
but it's still totally horror. Like, uh, what does it say? Seven is. I think it says seven is thriller, but not horror. Yeah, seven's uh, seven has one of the most horrific sequences. Have ha- multiple sequences in the movie that are some of the most horrific things you've seen in a movie. So yeah, that definitely is a horror. Movie. Yeah. So so like seven, you don't have to make an argument for why that's horror. Even though on Letterboxd, it's only classified as thriller. Uh, and that's the other thing. In yeah. mid-90s, horror was still like, oh, you can't make like a good horror movie. All of the good ones were thrillers. You know, like that, that was the 90s term for what is now, quote unquote, elevated horror. So that's why stuff like Seven or Twelve Monkeys um, or, or I don't know because I'm trying to look through here quickly to find another example. Uh, Toy Story, as we already stated, definitely a horror film. We'll Showgirls, uh, Species, I think is is technically thriller outbreak. So like the Species wouldn't have been an elevated horror. So there, there are movies that are thriller. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's definitely there are movies from the 90s that are thriller that you don't have to make a case for why it's horror. Any of those movies can count. From the 10, Eric, Dan, and I get one pick that is not horror, and we don't have to make a case for why it belongs on the list. It is uh, sort of like a palate cleanser of whatever we want to, to pick, regardless of what its classification is. Sure. That's that's what we're at, but we only get one of those. You also get two picks that, like, they're clearly not horror, but you can make a case for why they are. That is where I would put Toy Story. Like, I don't think that Toy Story is a, oh, dude, this is clearly a horror movie. But you can definitely, you can definitely easily make the case for it. As, so, for an example, add. for Absolutely. an example. There's some horrifying stuff in Toy Story. Absolutely. But for an example, you know how I keep saying. Uh, There's Home body Alone. horror in Toy Story, Nathan. Absolutely there is. There is torture. There is abandonment. There is, there, there's lots of stuff that is horror. A lot of and, existential dread. Yes, you you have killer dolls. There's plenty of stuff in there that's horror. That's, almost all Disney movies are horror movies. You know how I feel about that. But as a very specific example, you know, because we've talked about this, how Home Alone is a horror movie. Because I... Of course. Yeah, it is very clearly a horror movie. With this stipulation... Home Alone would be one of the two that I have to make an argument for why it's a horror movie. Like, even though it is very clearly a home invasion horror movie, and it is very clearly like the horror of a parent who has lost uh, their kid and is trying to get back to them, even though like those elements, like, yeah, those are definitely horror. And again, we, we've spent a hefty chunk uh, of the, the Home Alone episode that we did a few years back talking about that. Almost no one watches Home Alone the same way that they watch a horror movie. So like that's kind of what I mean with the you have to make a case for it is would most people sit down and watch this in the same way that we, they would sit down and watch a horror movie? You know, so Toy Story no not horror can you make a case for it oh yeah totally does that make sense oh no because it's a horror movie but i mean i i I see it's not nathan i'm gonna go to the genres 
for Toy Story on Letterboxd. And I want to see... <laughs> if it has horror, so help me. You can look under themes. Well, fuck, it doesn't have it on, under themes. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, nano genres. Let's see. Can we get under nano genres? Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I don't, I don't <laughs> like this. Okay, so, fine. So fine. here's um, four rooms. Four rooms is not horror. The genres in Letterboxd are crime and comedy. You could make the argument that it's horror. But again, it would be one of the ones where it's like, no, this is not a horror movie. Put you in the frame of like uh, being in like (laughs) watching something under duress, you know, like. Yeah, it is. It is very uh, tense and very, very fraught, but it's not it's not horror. It just isn't bad. Right. It's bad. no, four rooms. That's actually I, well, good is a relative term. I've actually, I've always, I've heard nothing but bad things about this movie. Although I'm looking on Letterbox now, and it looks like I have some friends who seem to like it. it. I guess it's not as bad as I was thinking. I've just always heard like horrible things about this movie. Well, it depends on who you're hearing it from. Because I'm also thinking of it uh, from the perspective of this was one of the movies that I watched too young, and so you've got like pinkies being cut off, and I was watching that as like a 14 year old. So, mm. yeah, that that obviously well, now, is. Yes, it's some of this is kind of tricky because, like, I would I could easily like you think about a movie like Strange Days, the Catherine Bigelow movie. I watched that. This is like the first movie I watched this year, and it is just it's like a science fiction murder mystery kind of thing. But there is some horrific shit in that movie. There's like some literal like found footage style body cam footage of women being murdered in that movie that is like some of the most upsetting stuff that you've ever seen in a movie genuinely and in my mind i'm like i it's not classified as horror but if if it's I don't something even, so if it's something that only has like one scene or even if it's like a prolonged scene, if it's only a small part of the movie, to me, that's harder to classify as horror. Even I mean, if it's like, oh, this... like you see, it's about hunting a serial killer in the same way that seven is. Right. Um, well, I, I don't think that I've seen it. Cyberpunk. I don't, I don't think that I've seen thing. it, so I can't speak on it directly, but something like that, if it so is good. like, there's a serial Ray killer and, and there are, you know, like if if the if the tension and the serial killeriness is throughout, I would say that's horror. Um, movies that I would say do not count. The Usual Suspects would not count as horror, even though no, fuck that movie. Even though there are some elements about it that are horrific. Jumanji, you would have to make a case for it being horror even though there are certainly some sequences that are absolutely horrific. So yeah, yeah, some very upsetting, but it's a kid's movie and you watch it as like a kid's action movie, not a kid's horror movie. Uh, I mean, Braveheart. Speaking of kids, kids by Larry Clark, horror movie, horrifying. I've, I've not seen it. Braveheart. I haven't seen it either. Excessively violent, but not horror. You know, nah, I don't want to go brave heart anyway. In, anywho, we're spending a little bit okay. too long on that. So, uh, so one of the things that I want us to do 
actually pretty much the the main thing that I want us to do is Eric to try to get you to narrow down your ten movies for the survey. It doesn't you don't have these don't have to be like a firm like you are going to stick to these and cannot change any of them and because some of the ones on the list I might change. Dan might change some of the ones that he has. But I at least want to end this episode with these are the 10 that if I were to create the survey tomorrow, I would have movies from all of us. So let me start mm-hmm. by reading the movies that Dan has added. And unfortunately, he's not able to join us to uh, to give any insight into why he picked some of these. And of the ones that he has picked, I have only seen um, one and a half of them. So, so yeah. So Dan's 10 movies. I've seen uh, two of them. So Dan's 10 movies. The Addiction. Lord of Illusions. Rumpelstiltskin. Species. That's the one that I've seen half of because like, I know that I've seen most of it, catching some of it on cable, but I've never actually sat down and watched it beginning to end. Evil Ed. Tales from the Hood. Tales from the Crypt. Demon Knight. The Prophecy. Yeah. And Seven. Seven is the only one of Dan's movies that I've seen beginning to end numerous times. And yeah. from, from what I know of each of these movies, I don't think he really has to justify any of them. No, there's no, yeah, there's no justification for any of these. These are all straight up horror films. Yeah. Like he, went, he went for it. Yeah. The, so, so let me ask you this yes, then. Does yes. that mean that I get the leftover picks of like, if Dan doesn't use his three? Nope. Just by fuck off, Nathan. Nope. It be, because it's not a total three wild picks. It is each of us has a single wild pick that we can use. The, the thing that the problem I have with this at this point is I'm going to have to be forced to pick movies that I don't like. Like I'm going to have to be pick like fucking Halloween, the curse of Michael Myers. Dude, no, you aren't. Be, and, you, you, how many movies, how many of Dan's movies have you seen? You said two, two of them. I've seen demon Knight, and I've seen, um, seven, uh, seven. Yeah. yeah. So you've seen two of his movies. How many yes. of my movies currently, and, and we'll go through these in just a second. How many of the movies on my list have you seen before? I've seen one of them. Maybe, part of is leprechaun three the vegas one yes i've that was one of those movies that i saw way too young and i remember the guy in the box being chainsawed in half and so deeply so Um, so yeah i've seen in the 20 movies in the 20 movies that dan and i have picked you have seen three maybe four of them yeah three and a half three and a half and you said there was zero overlap of the ones you wanted to pick. So you still have uh, yes. like, you still have a Dan has, Dan has wide one range. movie on his list that I had on my list. Seven. And it was Demon Knight. Oh, Demon Knight. So you, you still, I, I didn't have seven on my list. You still have a lot of range of what you can pick. And it's still be horror because again, there's lots of great horror movies from Yeah, uh, sure. From we'll go with Dracula Dead and Loving It. Hey, Empire hold on, hold on, hold on. We're gonna get to mine in just a second. 
Let me actually go back into uh, Letterboxd and switch this over to horror. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. You ha- I didn't even notice that you had Dracula Dead Loving on your list. <laughs> I very much have Dracula Dead and Loving it on my list. Uh, oh, my God. So these this one, isn't it? Right. So, uh, Eric, how would you rather do this? Because we didn't actually spend any time talking about this before tonight's episode because it was so impromptu. Would you rather? Actually, I'm not even going to say would you rather. This is what I think that we should do. If you really don't want to do this, we can you can make a case for why we should do something a little bit different. But what I think that we should do is uh, go back and forth. So we just read off Dan's list. Go back and forth between I will read off one of my picks and give a brief reasoning as to why I picked it. And then you make one of your picks. So you get a little bit of time between each one and maybe as we're discussing each of these, you can get a little bit better. Um, uh, maybe you'll find your path towards the movies that you uh, want to pick. We'll see, man. We'll All see right. how this goes. So, so when I picked my movies, I uh, went to Letterboxd, went to 95, uh, set the genre to horror, and that's it. That is uh, th- that that was the the window that I was giving myself. There are a few movies that I want to add that I might end up switching some of them out because I do want Waterworld in here because I do want a Sean Whalen movie and I do want Showgirls in here because I want a Verhoeven movie. So I might maybe switch out some of mine, but the the ten that I currently have. Uh, in in the draft of um, of of the movies that I'm picking, the first one in and when I looked at the list in Letterboxd, like it was an instant like, oh fuck yes, that is the top of my list uh, of what I'm adding is Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation, or as it's listed, yeah, it the, one movie on your list I've seen, the, the Return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is what it has in uh, in Letterboxd. But then, yeah, the cover yeah. is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre: Next Generation. So hilarious. This movie. There's a few reasons why I've added this. Uh, one of them, we actually brought this up during our '90s horror coverage from a few years ago when we were doing Hellraiser Three with Kyle Kukta. And we were talking about like some of the great '90s horror box art, and and the cover for Texas Chainsaw uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Next Generation is one of the greatest mid '90s movie covers of all time. Where it's the close up of uh, of a woman's lips and a oh the lipstick one. I thought you meant just like the no, one. No, no, the the lipstick yeah. one where the lipstick that is coming out of the lipstick holder is a chainsaw and there are sparks uh, shooting out of that across the lips. That is just, oh, it, it, it's, it's such a great cover. Like that's one of the, uh, that's one of the horror movie covers that if I ever get around to actually starting to get tattoos, I want that cover as a tattoo because it's just so, so amazing and so fascinating. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, directed by Kim Hinkle, uh, obviously from 1995, and it has Renee Zellweger, Matthew McConaughey, um, other people, and I don't know if any of them actually really matter all that much. It has Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger, and McConaughey is probably... Two Oscar-winning. <laughs> two Oscar-winning actors. 
Matthew McConaughey is one of his like this is one of his most unhinged performances ever. Like it is Dennis Hopper level unhinged and he's really unbelievable. He's so he's pretty fantastic. It is amazing. And somehow he pulls it off like somehow it, it fits in that world and it is just just glorious and i i hate to admit that i've not seen all of the texas chainsaw movies but oh my god like this one fits so perfectly into uh when i was talking about my relationship with the 90s and that sort of like reevaluation of these 90s horror movies this one is like you know dead center of this this is exactly why i need to reevaluate movies from the 90s that people say are bad but sweet Jesus, I love them. Uh, it, is, it is so amazing. So that one is the first one that I added to the list. So Eric, yeah. what is the first movie that you want to add? And uh, Robert is in the chat giving some very good options. Village of the Damned, oh, Castle Freak, the, the Addiction, Godzilla versus Destroya which is yeah i have godzilla versus destroy on my list let's all right so you want to start with that one i mean I don't, so i'm looking at my overall list that i made before uh you put all these uh absurd constraints on me i only have three movies that i think can be classified as horror and one of them is literally only horror because it's a stephen king adaptation i don't even think it really counts as a horror movie i've already got the mangler which is born. what I said, I've already got the Mangler on mine. No, no, no. I'm talking about Dolores Claiborne. <laughs> Dolores oh, Claiborne. It's not a horror movie. Uh, uh, I mean, horrifying that, things in it. That would be of one of the ones that I think could be in the like two. All right. You can make a case for it being horror. And yeah, and, and I'd buy it. But it's not like an outright like, oh, yeah, totally horror. But dude. Godzilla, yeah. Godzilla versus Destroya. Godzilla versus Destroya is fantastic. Um, it's probably one that I'm going to add. Just just start with that one. Live. It is it is a solid movie. It is. There's a, also like Habit by Larry Fessenden. Just just make a pick. I I hate the we have decided to do 1995 and then we've restricted it to horror movies of which. The, this, this is okay, what Nathan. this is what you and Dan get for voting for this theme and voting for this year as part of our horror coverage. I told you at the start of our theme punch out. Remember, September and October are our Halloween coverage months. Like, again, yes, we do horror a lot, but these two months are very specifically we are celebrating Halloween. Mm hmm. So I, I've got a movie on here that I'm also a little surprised is not on your list. It's called Screamers. Ah, uh, I almost put Screamers. Because it, it looks like it's basically just Tremors in Space, but with Peter Weller based on a Philip K. Dick novel. Um, that seems pretty rad. I assume it's not great, but it looks fun. I actually... Um, I... I, I I think that it was in uh, Colors of the Dark um, podcast. I, I I know that Rebecca McKendry has talked about Screamers on 
a podcast before. I don't remember if it was one of the ones that she was hosting or if it was one of the ones that she was guesting on. Um, but she has actually talked mm-hmm. about some of the, the virtues of screamers. So I'm going in expecting it to be Peter Weller is tremors in space. And, and that's kind of the, the extent of my expectations. So yeah, I'm, I'm going fun. in with uh, low expectations for fun. I'm going to do Godzilla versus Destoroya. God All damn it. Right. There's so many. Books. I'm going to have to leave off this fucking list. <laughs> but that's also part of why we're doing this episode so that you can spend some time talking about some of the other movies that you wish that we could talk about that we're not going to talk about. All right. So your first pick, and this is just for the survey. Some of these might change. You might look at the total list and be like, nope, nope, made a mistake. Got to swap that one out. All right. So the next one that I've already mentioned when you mentioned Stephen King, the next one that I added to the list is The Mangler. The Mangler, we talked about a little bit last year during our Stephen King coverage. Um, We did not talk a lot about it because you and Dan refused to let me have my way with things <laughs> but the mangler uh uh-huh. is directed by toby hooper starring ted levine and robert england and it's about a um it, it is about essentially like a um a, like a linen steam press that's possessed by the devil and eats people and is fueled by their blood and somehow that makes robert england young and kind of a a cyborg with all of his mechanical implants oh yeah 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 he's taking advantage of the women that work in his steam shop and it is it all of the critiques that most people have of stephen king's stories and, and the people who don't like Stephen King, not like, you know, people who love his stories, but the critiques that uh, you would this typically also a far find, cry from the short story. I just want to mention, sure. but the point is, no, I, the, the critiques that people would have of Stephen King and the critiques that people have of some of Toby Hooper's movies of just kind of being like manic and just like just an assault on the senses and the, the critiques that some people might have of the, potentially melodramatic acting of Robert England. Like all of those critiques are kind of what make up the mangler. And I love it. It is not a good movie, but somehow a great movie because it's Toby Hooper directing a Stephen King film starring Robert England and Ted Levine. And and like there's like there's a possessed refrigerator that tries to kill Ted Levine. You will hate it and have so much fun with it. I'm sure I'll hate it. Yeah, it's uh, the king on the king cast. They talk about all the time and they're like, it's a movie that is incredibly difficult to sit through, but a lot of fun to talk about. Yes, it is. It is definitely memorable. Yeah. Uh, and they made, I think, like three sequels. Uh, so it's 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 in the good company yeah, of things like uh, sometimes they come back, <laughs> where they keep making sequels off of one of the the, the lesser movies. But I, I love it. I have a lot of fun with mm-hmm. it. Um, I don't think that I put it in our King ranking punch out, but I was real close to it. No, like it was, it was think, in my. I short think that list. was one that. I feel like that was one that you started to put in. 
or maybe it didn't get pulled. I don't know. That, it definitely came up at one point. It it was in my short list, um, but I think that it was towards the end of the ones that I was adding. There were some great movies that still hadn't been added. And I was like, I, I can't do that. I just can't put the Mangler in when films like Blah still haven't been added. But man, again, the Mangler God. is a perfect example of that mid-90s horror where it's... It's in that it so it's not the kind of 90s that we've talked about of just being like ugh the 90s where you've got like the parted down the middle bowl cuts and the the jinkos and uh corn insane clown posse like it's not that version of the 90s it's it's the part of the 90s that you can still see the DNA of late 70s and early 80s and you can still like feel that classic horror grittiness to it. But then just within some of the confines of being made in the nineties and, and and again, like it is a movie that I think needs to be reevaluated. It is the the kind of movie that, yeah, you, you watch it and it's going to stick with you for good or for bad, but it's just like, Oh dude, the mangler. Okay. Here's, here's a good example that's not going to win any points for it. It's the mid nineties equivalent of Dreamcatcher. So it's just like <laughs> not in terms of content, but just in terms of all of the things that we talked about on the Dreamcatcher episode of just like what what the fuck? Apply that to and this was made in the mid nineties, and that is what it feels like, and that's part of why I love it. And that is the second one that I currently have on on the short list for the survey. So, Eric, yeah, what is what's your next pick? And again, Robert's thrown in some great suggestions. Yeah, I mean, he's thrown in some great suggestions, some of which you've already picked and Dan's already picked. And he's got like, uh, I mean, there's there's one that I'm kind of interested in. Um, I'm going to go with devil in a blue dress. Uh, it's got devil in the title. No, don't, don't look into that. Don't look up what that movie is. <laughs> Just accept that it's a horror film. And all right. Yeah. Nathan, what's your next pick? Um, nope. We're not doing that. I am absolutely looking that up. What, are you talking about? what do you mean? It's, it's devil in a blue dress. Devil. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. Sure, Devil in a Blue Dress. Uh, Do you not know by, what Devil in a Blue Dress? Directed is? by Carl Franklin, Private Detective Carl Easy Rollins. Rules. Easy Rollins has been called on the wrong side of the most dangerous secret in town. Late forties, Los Angeles. Easy Rollins is an unemployed black World War II veteran with few job prospects. At a bar, Easy meets Dewitt Albright, a mysterious white man looking for someone to investigate the disappearance of a missing white woman named Daphne Monet, uh, who he suspects is hiding out on the. One of the city's black jazz clubs strapped for money, facing house payments. Easy takes a job, but soon finds himself in over his head. Denzel Washington, Tom yep. Sizemore, Don Cheadle. Um, I mean, Tom Sizemore, there's definitely some horrifying things going on. He's so, also in Strange Days. So Letterbox has this mystery thriller crime drama. All things sure. working in your favor justify why this is so are are you picking this as just a straight up horror movie or are you picking this as one of the two that you have to justify it's a horror movie it's got it's about the devil justify it 
Nathan, I don't know. I haven't seen this movie. It just has devil in the title. The, no, no, that is not how it works. No, I really, I desperately want to watch this movie though. Um, yeah, no, I mean, um, being a black detective in the 1940s is probably uh, got to be incredibly horrifying. Um, like this, based off the description. Or Franklin did one false move, which has some uh, some similarly horrifying uh, shenanigans happening. Shenanigans is definitely the wrong word for that. Um, some other horrifying crimes happening. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I really don't know how to uh, justify this. And to be perfectly honest with you, based off the description, did it mostly as a joke? Based off the description, I <laughs> I think that it would count in one of the two. Like, all right, you can justify how it is, uh, but I've not seen it either, so I can't say for certain. Uh, I I will try to watch it before we actually put the survey out. And if I watch it, I'm like, oh wait, no, dude, yeah, that is totally horror. Then then i'll let you know and uh and you can potentially move things around but um i doubt that you will uh, accept it as a horror film i feel like it's going to be more of a it's more of like a film noir probably but some noir is definitely very horror um all right the third one I'll keep the third one that I've picked, and this is one that I think that Robert uh, has actually suggested to me. I think, pretty sure, because uh, we did uh, for a little bit until we all got very busy, and I mean to keep, uh, I mean to come back to this. I started in Discord doing a sort of like Secret Santa movie recommendations where uh, I, I just like assign people to give someone else a movie to watch. And, and I'm pretty sure that Robert assigned this one to me and I never actually watched it. But my next pick is bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell directed by Shinchi Fukuzawa. And I know nothing about it. Um, other than it's called bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell. The poster. Did you watch the trailer for this movie? No, not uh, not yet. Oh my god! the The poster has a skeleton. Uh, it looked like like a girl who looks possessed with like her eyes whited out and blood dripping out of her mouth. Um, uh, a guy that looks like he's in a boy band with a middle part hair with blood streaming down his face. Uh, someone that looks like um like Kurt Russell in Big Trouble in Little China at the center of the poster. This movie looks amazing and I know absolutely nothing about it. And Robert, uh, and I keep saying Robert, Robert Woods, director of an ideal host. Uh, he describes it as Japanese evil dead. And, and that's all that I need yeah, to know about it. Really the, uh, one of the titles of the movie is just the Japanese evil dead. <laughs> oh, Hey, look, there it is down at the bottom, the Japanese evil dead. So, that's all that I need to know about it. Um, I'm I'm sold just on that. Uh, I yeah that I I have nothing else to add to why I'm picking this other than again the fact that it's called Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell and it's the Japanese Evil Dead and Robert Woods uh, recommended yeah. it and even though our tastes don't always line up, I always love the recommendations. So so yeah. That's the third one that I've got. Eric. It does genuinely look pretty fantastic. Um, 
Uh, can I do this like a, there's like a Mickey Mouse short film in here. No. Um, the Runaway Brain. No. It's eight minutes long. No. It's got Frankenstein references. No. You know what I'm going to, I'm just going like, to skip to like the fifth page of movies and pick some random horse shit on here just out of spite. Oh, please do. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hold you to some of these. Jacko? I feel like people have talked about Jacko being pretty fun. I'm trying to look at trailers from these movies. Ooh, I don't know what most is, of these are. Is that one that I've watched? Oh. oh no, you haven't marked that. No. Lenny Quigley in it, though. No, there was a long, a- long time ago, was put to death, but he swore vengeance on the townsfolk that did him in, particularly Arthur Kelly's family. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... It almost sounds like Pumpkinhead and also is literally about a guy with a pumpkin head. It, it's directed by uh, Steve Latchaw, who also directed uh, Return of the Killer Shrews. Sure, that's and a movie that Vampire Trailer Park. Sure. Yeah. Sounds like a movie that could be real. Sounds like a movie that um, I would watch. I mean, there's some, so there's some interesting stuff on here that I like don't know anything. Here, okay, here's another thing. There is a fucking, there's a Wes Craven movie on from 1995 and a John Carpenter movie from 1995. And I am almost definitely not going to pick either one of those, which is wild. There's because <laughs> it's a vampire in Brooklyn and village of the damned dude, dude, there's pick- Candyman Farewell to the flesh. Yes. Friends. Yes, there is. There, there's lots of sequels to great movies. There's dark man two. Uh, uh, yeah. No, thank you. The uh, is that die dark man die or is that the uh, they have some fun? Oh no, it's the return of Durant. Yes. Uh, good lord. Um, I go think with, I'll go just with screamers. go with habit. You don't want to go with screamers? Not not. All right, habit directed by habit. Larry Fessenden. Do you have a reason for why you were picking it? Uh, I mean, I've heard it's really good. Um, I'd like to watch some more Flurry Fessenden's films. Um, Kelly Reichardt is in the cast, which is pretty interesting. Huh. Um, and it's a vampire movie. So, yeah. yeah. Definitely counts. Like, there's oh, no... It, yeah, no there's, there's no question that it counts. All right. The next one... What have I done now at this point? I don't know. The <laughs> made, made wonderful decisions. The next one that I've got is another movie that I, I really hate to say that I've not seen... Again, a little embarrassing with my love of these style of movies. Uh, a, a movie that, once again, a lot of people are probably going to have critiques. Um, but but I feel like it's the kind of movie, especially in my reevaluation of, of 90s, especially 90s horror, that is just right up my alley. Uh, it also is going to fit in well with some of our uh, chat film fest coverage because the first year that i went to chattanooga film fest uh i actually met the star clint howard because my next pick is ice cream man yeah i've i've heard of this movie and it um you know has a poster that prominently features clint howard's face so it's hard to ignore yep well Um, and and the alternate poster has blood dripping down the ice cream. Oh, this one that they have on Letterboxd just has like a skull in the ice cream and it's yes. a very tiny skull. Yes. And oh, this one, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. I... 
Olivia Hussey is in this movie. Uh, Clint Howard, okay. Olivia Hussey, uh, uh, Jan Michael Vincent, David Naughton, um, and David Warner. David Warner, who's in uh, you know things like Titanic and Scream Two and The Mouth of Madness, he's great. Sure, pretty good. Lee, Lee Majors, Lee Majors Two. So yeah. Ice cream man. I've I've not seen it, but it's about Clint Howard as a murderous ice cream man. I, yeah, I mean that sells itself. Ooh, that's ooh. Oh, you know what? When you said Lee Majors too, I thought you meant Lee Majors also, but you literally mean yes. Lee Majors the second. Yes. So this might end up being one of the ones that I swap out. Because okay. in November we're doing food service. Oh my god, Nathan. <laughs> That's true. I I might hold off on ice cream man until food service. It's still not going to advance, but that would open up a space in in my list to do something else. Ooh, yeah, that that is almost certainly going to happen. So let me note that uh, most likely moving to food service theme. All right, so I'll go ahead and another movie in here called Blood and Donuts. That sounds like a food service one. Yeah, I'll just have to go through the 90s and find the ones that look like uh, like horror and food. So I'll go ahead and say the next one then, because this one is definitely staying in. Uh, a movie that I only watched, I think, two years ago for the first time. And so far, I've only watched it once, but it was all a buzz at the time. And and a movie that I feel like everyone needs to see. And I'm going to I'm going to read the uh, I'm going to read the, the tagline first. And then I'm going to read the director. And Eric, I'm going to see if you can guess the name of the movie. Okay. So the tagline this time, it's even more personal than last time. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be cruel. D- Joss. Directed by Bruno Mattei, uh, who directed zombie three night of the zombies rats night of terror, shocking dark night killer, robo war strike commando, the other hell women's prison massacre, violence in a woman's prison strike commando oh, Two, yeah. double target SS girls, uh kz9 uh lacquer of stir stir mind scalps zombies the beginning none of monza way farther down the filmography than i expected you to. <laughs> i know right uh caligula and messalina madness cop game island of the living dead the seven magnificent gladiators and you're Burnt. just gonna keep going yep born to fight <laughs> Which looks like a Carl Dundee ripoff. Emmanuel in the Land of the Cannibals. Mondo Cannibale. Uh, Libidomania. The Jail. White Apache. Snuff Killer. Thank you so much. Oh my God. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Cruel Jaws. Eric, have you seen Cruel Jaws yet? No, No, sir. I have not. I actually oh, would like to watch this. Oh man. 
it is okay i don't want to build it up because i know sometimes the movies don't live up to the hype for you I, i'm not i'm not going to be super hyped about it. well i don't want to hype up how <laughs> terrible it is expect a lot like i don't want to hype up how terrible it is and then you watch it and not have enough fun with it um but it it is to jaws what mac and mia is to et sure yeah that sounds right that, that's that, that makes sense right yeah 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 i could i mean that seems pretty apparent from the uh from what i have seen of it i mean yeah it's uh it's it's, it's cruel jaws it is a jaws ripoff there's even footage from Jaws. I don't remember which one. Maybe like this Jaws is like one of those Italian yes movies, right? Like yes, an Italian it sequel that they get around the copyright laws. Because he also because Bruno Mattei also did this with Shocking Dark, which is like the unofficial Italian remake or sequel to Terminator. Oh, um, that's that's right. I was I was reading through some of the uh, some of the reviews, and I'd forgotten about this. They straight up use the music from Star Wars. Like not a they they scrub the serial numbers off of it. Like no, someone pushed play on the the Star Wars uh, soundtrack. Off of it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> one one of the reviews on Letterboxd as a quote from the movie: "Why don't you jump off a skyscraper and then go fuck yourself?" Fantastic. Oh yeah, that's Jacob Knight. I love him. Yeah. So, who yeah. boy? Okay. Uh, it's. I mean, it's. It, it's also perfect time for it because uh, coming out of the summer months, so it's still hot. And the that shark exploitation uh, documentary just recently hit. Um, is it on Shutter? Is that where it is? Yeah, oh, the Steven Scarlatta yeah. documentary, shark exploitation. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that's really good. I, I definitely want to see that. Yeah. So perfect, perfect time uh, to bridge the summer into Halloween. Cruel Jaws. All right, Eric. We spent not, enough time. We, we spent enough time dancing around my number four. What is your mm-hmm. number four pick? And Robert once again is adding even more great options. Oh, I'm not even. Chat. I'm still like just cycling through all this stuff. Mute witness. Um, uh, Amaru. Um, out of the dark. As Stephen Chow. The granny. The tagline is Whoa, she'll love you to death. Dark. Mushrooms. <laughs> Yeah. In the ooh, Eric, Eric, you'll like this. In the tradition of arsenic and old lace comes this morbidly funny Australian tale of murder and mayhem at the hands of two charming old ladies. That sounds interesting. I think you should I'm go with that. Very curious. Come on. A a a Robert Wood suggested Aussie horror pick with um with, with, with in the vein of arsenic and old lace. Come on, man. I'm very intrigued by this out of the dark one um, with Stephen Chow. Um, but okay, I, I have I have a while I uh, watch this trailer in the background. How do you feel about Apollo 13 being classified as horror? Ooh, um, I think that it very easily could count for one of the two that you have to make the case for it because it is it it's let, well, let me finish. It can it can definitely count for that. Like, yeah, easily would count for that because there's a lot of tension in it, and it is um, you know like being trapped out at sea 
but in space, which is even worse. Um, it, there, there's there's a lot of danger. There's um, I can't imagine a more horrifying scenario. It's it it is a well, that's the thing. Like the scenario, the idea of space travel in and of itself is horrifying. The scenario is yeah, like so terror inducing and kind of makes me uneasy thinking about being lost out in space. However, the movie itself isn't horror. Like it's it's a it's a Ron Howard Tom Hanks feel good historical uplifting tale of overcoming impossible odds. I don't mm. I, I think so I think that it can definitely count as your second justifying it as a horror movie. But to just straight up be a horror movie, oh, I, I I would I would have a hard time accepting that one on its own. It's a great movie. I love it. It is probably one of my all time favorite movies. It, it so Apollo thirteen is uh think back to the top of the episode when I was talking about you know my relationship with ninety five. This one is definitely part of that initial piece of this was a movie that I saw when it came out and have watched it countless times since since I was 12. And um, I, I, I think that I even watched it with my girlfriend at the time. Uh, so so I've got a lot of nostalgia tied to this movie. It's a great movie. Just not horror. Well, I hate you um if, if you want it to be your second justifying it as horror movie it can count i'll, I'll put it in there for now no not for see. now i i i want i don't want you to just pick 10 movies just like fine fuck it let's just get this over with oh, you said this is tentative my I, friend. I did say it's tentative but i want you to also take this seriously and not just I pick have, things at random and then go back and completely change the entire list when when I say it's tentative, it. when I say tentative, I mean things like as I was going through mine and I mentioned Ice Cream Man. I was like, oh wait a second, I can put that in food service. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna swap that one out. That's what I mean by tentative. I don't mean. Nah, I'm just gonna go with this one instead. Yeah, um, for, you know for what? more than like one or two. I'm. I gotta think because I haven't even added Toy Story to this list at this point. Um, Twelve Monkeys. I'm Robert's gonna, adding even more options. Do, Twelve Monkeys is absolutely no, horror. I don't want to do Twelve Monkeys. Um, I might do The City of Lost Children though. Um, that one is intriguing to me. Um, I'm going to do. I've actually not seen this movie. This looks wild. I'm going to do City of Lost Children. All right, let me look at that one. It's a Janae film. Um, Wrong one. I clicked on 2020. Jean-Pierre Janae. It definitely has some real... uh, It's got some Gilliam vibes, too. It's got Ron Perlman in it. Um, A scientist in a surrealist society kidnaps children to steal their dreams, hoping they can slow his aging process. That's a horror movie. Oh, yeah. This, I mean, just from that and the the image, it looks like it is an entire movie 
based off of the uh, that one segment in Pinocchio where they go to turn into donkeys. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I say it's Jean Pierre Junet and uh, Mark Caro, who um, also work with Junet on uh, Delicatessen. Yeah, I, I would totally count that one. Okay, sweet. We're going with that. Yeah. Even though I've not seen it, uh, it, it looks very, very Oh, I haven't either, actually. So, uh, <laughs> well, we'll take Robert's word for it. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, it, it definitely looks horrific. Uh, all right. So the fifth one on my list is a movie that I've already mentioned, so I don't have to spend that much more time talking about it right now. But uh, the fifth one keeping with the aquatic theme from cruel jaws is proteus oh, of course yes proteus is um <sighs> all right the tagline in the middle of the ocean a new form of horror is taking shape group of heroin a group of heroin smugglers find shelter on abandoned oil rig after their ship had exploded soon they find that the oil rig was just cover for biological experiment who wrote this this feels like this is in english it feels like it's been translated like three times i'm going to i probably have i'm I'm going to start this again and i'm going to read it word for word group of heroin smugglers find shelter on abandoned oil rig after their ship had exploded soon they find that the (laughs) oil rig was just cover for biological experiment one of the results is charlie shape-shifting monster with ability to absorb the memory of its victims however even such creatures have their own bad habits sure yeah yeah i mean we all know that they have you know yeah i can't i don't know what do you want to say to this directed by bob keen who has done literally nothing else that i've ever (laughs) even heard of did a movie called to catch a yeti looks like it has a furby on it uh is it a is it a yeti that's actually the size of a furby because that would be fun like un- honestly okay so look look at the picture of to catch a yeti because it looks like meatloaf is holding a furby oh i have to pull up proteus though i'm still trying to figure out how i can jam in some other movies that are not technically classified as horror um uh oh yeah some someone in the reviews did put the line that i mentioned earlier you're just a fucking fish with a drug habit my god it's stars meatloaf with it really does star meatloaf yeah that's him wow i was just making a joke that big jake's after bigfoot and the big apple it's the biggest chase this town has ever seen please add that also, Nathan, I'd like to point out that Takeshi Yeti is also a 1995 movie. I will accept that as uh, <laughs> it is horror. Please, please add Takeshi Yeti as your next pick and don't do it as a joke. <laughs> I, Nathan, Let, you, look, you've got picks too. You, you, oh can, you can go with two Bob Keens if you'd like. Dude, the, 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 uh, the tagline for Takeshi Yeti, the story of the world's smallest Bigfoot. <laughs> And the description, Big Jake's after Bigfoot and the Big Apple. It's the biggest chase this town has ever seen. Dude, come on. My come God. on. Okay. Wow. Dude. Dude. All right. Dude. Um, <laughs> Dude. So I'm going to go with, uh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw a toy story out there. Just going to go ahead and put it out because I don't want to forget about it. Oh, 
You're already on. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. I'm at for you. Because that's five. Man, we gotta we gotta run through some of these. It's getting yeah. late. Um. Okay. It, Toy Story. It it's only late because we started late. It's still a relatively short episode. Uh, all right. So the next one that I have on my list is another movie that I've not seen. And is this the last of the ones that I've not seen? Yeah. Of, of the ones so far, and I'm going to have to pick another one to make up for ice cream, man. But the next one that I've got on the list is extra. Uh, wait, where is that? Oh, wait, no, no. It's a is sequel, it? isn't it? Wait, no. There we go. Extra, extra three. Watch the skies. That's what it is. When I was looking at it earlier, I only saw the extra uh, on the cover poster. So apparently, I'm picking extra three. Watch the skies. <laughs> Directed. Did you not realize that you nope. were picking it first? No, I did not. <laughs> Directed by Harry Bromley Davenport with the tagline "From Beyond Imagination, From Beyond the Earth Itself." Extra weights. And then a description that might actually be shorter than the tagline. Marines on a deserted island are ordered to defuse bombs, but then an alien creature terrorizes them. Uh, hey, it has Martin Starr. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure he's very proud of that, having that movie on his resume. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Wait, do they list him alphabetically? Uh, the actors. Uh, yeah. Depends right. on how they're credited. Um. So. So I. Jeez. Oh, it is from the same director as Extra. Mm. I'm. I'm wondering if I want to change this one out. Like I'm. I'm wondering if by the time that it gets to the third one if it's lost some of its bizarreness and it's just kind of like eh, I, as an alien. I can't imagine. I am. I feel like this is a howling situation where it's just going to get more and more insane as it goes on. Funny that you mentioned the howling. Oh, I know. I know it's coming. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm, I'm going to leave it for now. I'm going to watch a trailer later. I might swap out extra three because I did not realize that it was the third one. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly less excited, but I might watch the trailer and be like, Oh, this looks just absolutely bizarre. I am now even more excited. Uh, yeah, that's that, that one might get swapped. Trying to take some notes here to actually sort this out and make sure I don't leave anything off. Um. All right. Tisk tisk. Okay. What are you doing going with for your six pick? Okay. Um. Man, I really want to do Crimson Tide, but that there's no. Uh, that's not a just. I don't think that's one you can justify. And it would be one that you could justify, but you've already got both of those thoughts filled. Unless you just go with the, eh, it's the movie that I want. Uh, the Ring. The Ring? Well, just, oh, you mean just Ring? ring. From, that, was a, that was from 1995? Yep. 
Oh, sorry. Uh, Robert's correcting me. No, not Ringu. Just Ring. Oh, oh, I see. You're reading this thing that that Robert is sharing here with us. Yes. Um, it's the original. Original. There's one before this. I did not know this. This is very. You know that's intriguing. You. Is this actually like literally based on? Like Ringu's literally based on this movie. There's about four at it. Wow. Okay. I honestly had no idea that it went that far back. Um, fascinating. Okay. Um, I kind of want to go. Um, Robert, would you classify to die for as a horror film? You mentioned that one earlier. Let me see. I mentioned it. I couldn't remember if he had said if it would be kind of as a horror film. To that die seems, for. Um, I think it, it seems a bit like basic instinct, sort of. He says, "Absolutely, I'm going with it." To die for. I mean, it's it, it's an erotic thriller, right? Yeah, I mean, it's sort of. I mean, that's my it, even it's also even though little, in Letterbox the genres are drama, comedy, and crime. Yeah. Exactly. All the thing all things you need in horror films. Mm. I mean murder mysteries. Yeah. yeah, I mean it sounds like she's just like a serial it's follows a serial killer. Also her name is Suzanne Stone, which is very close to Sharon Stone. Yes. Um uh, he put perhaps more of a thriller uh, murder mystery thing. Robert, you're you're killing my case here. Anyway. I I think that it would count plus i think that i just bought this the other day on dvd sure all right that's what i'm going with to die for cool whatever convinces you nathan all right that that sells it all right so um all right so before i get to my last three I I am fairly certain. I'm fairly certain that I'm going to swap out Ice Cream Man and put that in November with the food service film films. And I'm probably going to swap out Extra 3 and in its place I'm going to put in Waterworld and Showgirls. God, I love you Nathan. I take back all the all the bad things I said about you earlier. <laughs> do you really? I, I do. Yes, because we've we've been talking about Kevin Costner a lot lately behind the scenes of things, and I feel like we need to have the Costner discussion on air. And what better way than uh, Waterworld? And because it is Kevin Costner, you might actually vote for it, and I might have a chance to talk about Sean Whelan. And Absolutely. there's so many there's so many wins in Waterworld. Yeah. Everybody everybody's going to get so, what they want. So Waterworld and Showgirls are two that I can justify as horror. Um so if if I end up swapping out something else, I still have the ability to pick just any movie that I want for shits and giggles. Um all right. So what number would this be? This will be my number 8. No. No. 
Oh no, that okay. That that's what it was because I skipped down one because of Ice Cream Man. Uh, so yeah, that is my number seven. Uh, and and going back and filling in some of those gaps. Uh, Showgirls and Waterworld. Showgirls because it's Paul Verhoeven, and and I love Verhoeven. And I mean, we've been talking about it for a while. And in our theme punch out, two of the themes that I had were Strip Timber and Sean Whalen. And so I've got to at least have one movie representing each of those themes. And uh, that's about it for both of them. Um, Actually, no, that's not it. We're going to talk more if they make it out of the skull. But Showgirls, it it is it is absolutely a mid 90s Verhoeven movie. And it is definitely in that that erotic thriller esque sort of drama style. And because it has Elizabeth Berkley, uh, who, you know, everyone was familiar with from Saved by the Bell, I, I feel like at the time it had a lot of the negative reaction that uh, Spring Breakers had when it came out of like, oh, look at these, you know, the, what, what, what is Hollywood doing to these sweet, innocent kids by having them be naked or mostly naked for most of the movie? Uh-huh. And while I think the that horror. that... Well, and and while I, while that is certainly a fair criticism, I think that people also just assume that it's a bad movie, and it's not great, but it 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 has a lot of. I, I think the biggest issue with it in terms of uh, Verhoeven movies is it's not bizarre enough. Like it's too real world setting. Um, for for it, it's too much of a real world setting for people. You know, like if this had been Showgirls on Mars, I think people would have loved it. <laughs> if it had been Showgirls, but she was a cyborg, just I think people would have loved it. And so I think that it's because it's just too, meh, with its theme. Uh, I think that's some of the negative reaction that, that people have had towards it. And then uh, Waterworld. Again, it's, it's, it is a movie that I need to go back and... Um, it's a movie that I need to go back and reevaluate because I remember it not being good, and and I want to give it a new shot. So, so yeah. All right, Eric, what's your number seven? Mm-hmm. Are are you going to go with Robert's suggestion of the Passion of Darkly Noon? Please, please. I'm so intrigued please. by this. Please, you saying please? I'm saying please. This looks pretty. I had no idea that this movie existed. Um, Passion of Darkly Moon, Darkly Noon, directed by Philip Ridley. When your deepest desire becomes your worst nightmare, desire torments a former cultist taking refuge at the home of a scantily clad woman whose husband is away. Brendan Fraser, Ashley Judd, Vigo Mortensen. Dude, 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 dude. You know you want to watch this. I'm just going to go ahead and add it for you. It's on Tubi. Dude. Um, the poster looks incredible. I, Man, I'm so intrigued by this. I don't know if I want to add it to the the list to Look, talk about. I've, I've, already like put it, it first, but. I've already put it on the list for you. So you're going to have to make a convincing case as to why I should take it off. Why well, I should remove it? Yes. Oh, my God. Um if if you want something other than that, you've you've got to you've got to fight hard for me to take it off the list. Come on, dude. It's difficult to argue against it, right? Um, 
Brendan Fraser, Ashley Judd, Vigo Mortensen. Come on, man. So, yeah, this is a Philip Ridley movie. He made this after the reflecting skin, and it almost looks like a movie that doesn't exist. Like, um, I have a few people who've seen it. Uh, it doesn't seem like the reviews are uh, super positive, although Dude. one person did refer to it. Matt Lynch refers to it as Dark Timeline Dudley Do-Right, which is very intriguing. Dude, Desire um, torments a former cultist taking refuge in the home of a scantily clad woman whose husband is away. Dude. Yeah, played by Dude. Oscar winner Brendan Fraser and uh, is Ashley Judd an Oscar winner? Seems like she should be. Um... Man, Ashley Judd's also in Heat, which I would love to add to this. Oh, that's not what I thought that you meant by the sentence that you just said. Hmm? When you said, oh, Ashley Judd is also in Heat, I thought that (laughs) you were saying something wildly different. Oh, my God. Uh, Sure. I mean, it seems like both things can be true at the same time uh, in this case with this movie. Um, I mean, the only problem I have here is this would be my eighth pick, correct? Which means I would have two more. Yes. I don't know if I can make that sacrifice. Yes, you can. It it doesn't matter. I don't, I've lost control over all this anyway. (laughs) No, you haven't. I, I, I have lost all control. Dude. This is it's it's Brendan Fraser. Sure. I'm sure this I'm it, I assume it's probably not going to be great, but uh it's fine. Just whatever. Whatever you want to do, Nathan. <laughs> no, it's not whatever I want I want to do because you you would have to justify why it's on the list and you can't just be like whatever Nathan picked it for me because I've already got to Actually, you know what? No, I added Waterworld and you were happy about that. So, uh we, we we can do that. We can swap it, and you can take Waterworld, and I'll take the Passion of Darkly Noon. I mean, it's fine. They're they're there. They're whatever, dude. All right, the I mean, if you swap it, fine. I don't care. But uh, 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 I think I know what my other two picks are going to be at this you've, point. You've, you've got three picks. Um, that, that was your that was only your seventh one. You've got three picks left. Jesus Christ, this is going on forever. Uh, no, sorry, I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm just, this has been a much more stressful conversation than I expected it to be. Um, good. The, well, think about how much stress this is taking away from the actual punch out. All right. The eighth movie that I've got on my list is dur, 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 Howling Seven. It is crazy that there were seven Howling movies. It is. At this point. Oh no! Time. There are more than seven. Uh, right? Yeah, there there are definitely more, but it's like by this point, but within a decade, right? Like when the original Howling came out. Oh no, the original Howlings came out in 1980, I believe. So within 15 years. So uh, Howling, New Moon Rising, or just Howling Seven, directed by I Clive see. Turner, the only movie in Letterboxd that has Clive Turner as the director. He has directed one film. And that that would be a fun punch out. Uh, directors who have done you know three or less somewhere right. out there, a new well, terror. Here's the thing, yes, you make you make Howling Seven, and there's just no like you've done it. 
Like, there's no nothing more that you could do that would be better than that. You know, like you is very true. Um, you've exceeded all expectations. You've you've hit the pinnacle of of like your capabilities as an artist. You're done. You got you can retire. Yep, and be satisfied with your output. I mean, but pretty much. So, Howling New Moon Rising, Howling Seven, somewhere out there, a new terror is breeding. This, I, I, okay, so I need to look up the Howling franchise to see how many more Howling movies there were. Because, uh, Eric, as you know, a couple of years ago when we did our Furbruary series, I watched wow. almost all of them. Um, maybe, maybe I did watch all of them. I, th- I think... Uh, yeah, because I, I so I think that I watched all of the ones that existed. Okay, I did watch all of them. So I've seen every movie in the Howling franchise, <laughs> and the the quality varies wildly. the The original in nineteen eighty one by Joe Dante, I I love. It is a great uh, werewolf movie, primarily because it's a Joe Dante movie. The actual plots has some issues uh and then howling two your sister is a werewolf and howling three the marsupials boy howdy is there some history with those movies christopher lee yeah. who was in howling two apologized to joe dante for how terrible howling two was yeah the director yes. the director of uh howling two and howling three philippe mora hated the results of howling 2 specifically hated like how much the studio had control so he was basically like fuck it i'm gonna make the movie that i want to make the movie that he wanted to make is howling 3 where they're not werewolves they are were kangaroos and Uh there's a giant boar that gets exploded at point blank range with a rocket launcher yes robert is correct just marsupials. Okay, not sorry, specifically sorry. Kangaroos. Okay, my apologies. Get it right, Nathan. Marsupials. It does not specify just kangaroos. Uh, but yes, they, they are where marsupials. It is such a wild movie. So like, wait. Yes. This is the se- the seventh one is the one with the marsupials? This is the seventh one. Or the the okay. uh, Howling 4, I think... I think Howling Four was supposed to be. I don't. I don't remember all of them. Um, one of them, like they they go to a castle, and dude, the Howling franchise is just weird, wildly inconsistent. Not all of them are good, but almost all of them are fun. And honestly, yeah. watching um, New Moon Rising at the tail end of all of them, I had fun with it. It's far from the best, but I also think that it's not the worst. Um, I love that you're saying it is far from the best howling movie. (laughs) Far from the best howling sequel. I I would uh, love for us to do a ranking of the howling movies. That would require me to watch all of them. Yes, it would. Um... (sighs) Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I would probably put it, it as like, like fourth or fifth, maybe like the fifth 
down the list. Fifth out of eight. Yes, fifth out of eight. <laughs> it's it's not good. Um, Robert is over in the chat, just like begging me not he's, to he's pick it. Losing his mind over you talking about this movie, like he like he's just going off. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do Halleck Seven. It's beyond bad. I can't even. Holy shit. It's just some Aussie guy wandering around talking to locals. (laughs) Your tolerance for trash is just beyond, Nathan. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do appreciate that. My favorite bit in here is when you said Halleck Seven isn't even a movie, (laughs) it's a series of scenes, and then Halleck Six is cut in. (laughs) Kind of. Oh, my God. I love the idea of like just watching Howl- uh, Howling Seven in isolation without the context of knowing what happened in Six. You, you know what? Uh, I, mean, I like the idea. I mean, I don't really, but like, just I'm just trying to find a silver lining in this. Well, at at some of uh, Robert's pleadings. Oh, have you been convinced not to do this? I I might swap this one out. With another, I feel like the prophecy, that would be fun. Uh, Dan has the prophecy. Does he really? Oh, I'm, my bad. Shit. I I think that I might swap it out for one of the ones that Robert suggested earlier. Except, ooh, would would this one count as food service? I think I'm going to hold off on mushrooms. Uh, from no mushrooms. Oh I think God. I'm going to hold off on mushrooms until food service. However sure that would count for food service i was i was looking at this one earlier let me let me check something Um, serial killer movies this year i i was looking at this one earlier and I think that I might have this one be a stand-in for now. Again, I might change it. Probably not. But. Oh, wait, no, never mind. It's not even streaming anywhere. Err, damn it. All right. I'll go to the next one. I'll figure out what is going to replace Howling 7. <sighs> because honestly, that's all that I needed to do. I, I think that I've discussed enough Howling for now. We'll talk about it more later. Yes. Okay. Great. Um, I um, am. I am definitely putting in though. Leprechaun three. That's the one where the leprechaun goes you know to I'm Vegas. I'm not even mad about that. I would love to revisit that movie and see how it plays now that I am oh, terribly an adult and not a uh, six year old kid. You will uh, watch it like a six year old kid. Okay. So I'll be terrified of it. No, I'm. I'm so curious. I'm so curious. Honestly, like I'm. I'm actually a little happy that you put it in there because I might check it out even if uh, it doesn't get picked, which seems somewhat unlikely. But uh, you know, well, you never know. I've. uh, Is it streaming anywhere? Because if not, I've got all of them. Because of course I do. So yeah, Leprechaun 3, directed by Brian Trenchard Smith. Uh, welcome to Vegas. The odds are you won't what, live alive. I didn't know that was directed by Brian Trenchard Smith. Yep. Are you serious? I'm very Whoa, serious. Whoa, that's so crazy. I did like uh, the stunt rock guy, right? Sure. Like the, um, 
Yeah, he's an Aussie guy, right? He's he did like all the um he was a stuntman. Whoa, he did Leprechaun three and four. Like Night of the Demons two, Turkey Shoe, BMX Bandits, Dead End Drive. Um Yeah, wow, that's so crazy. I don't think I had Frog just, Dreaming. Uh, yeah, which didn't we almost do Frog Dreaming in some other? I think we almost did Stunt Rock. I can't remember. We've done. We've looked at a few of these before. That's so funny. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like Frog Dreaming might have come up in our Australia Punch Out. I, I Australian maybe it out. did. Man, I don't remember. Do you know how maybe, many movies yeah, we've Robert talked about? God, I know it's insane. Okay, speaking of talking about movies, uh, we should uh, accelerate toward not talking about them anymore since it's getting late. Um, as much as I love doing this with you, Nathan, I know I'm being a pain in the ass. You must say I'm being a major pain. That counts as a horror movie, right? No. Okay. Not even a little. I'm, I'm kind of interested in maybe pushing virtuosity. Do you know about this movie, Nathan? Yes, I don't think I've seen it though. It's directed, it's directed by Brett Leonard, who did The Lawnmower Man. It's another virtual reality type movie. He also did Hideaway with Jeff Goldblum, also a 1995 movie. That's a horror movie. Justice needs so a new program. Yes, this is basically a film where Denzel Washington is a cop trying to hunt down Russell Crowe, who is a virtual reality program that has been created from the personalities of more than 150 serial killers. Um, I'm on board. Which is ludicrous. Uh, so, such a funny idea for a movie. It's also got Kevin O'Connor in it, I'm just realizing. Uh, and he's he's in a few other movies. I am totally on board with the, it. Is, is this your pick? I'm, I'm really... I mean... I'm really circle. Okay, wait. What pick is this? Is this eight? That would be your eighth more, pick, right? Yeah. So, okay. Not counting this one, you okay. have three. If you pick virtuosity, you have two more. Okay. Um, I go with virtuosity. I think that I. Ooh, man, Robert is. Putting more man, Robert's like just really doing some some deep dives. He's got Lord of Illusions here, which is another one I'm really Dan has that. Let, Fuck, let, I, let, right, I keep forgetting. Let remind you you have the list in front of you, but as a reminder, Dan has. I know, I'm just a, the addiction, Lord of Illusions, Rumpelstiltskin, Species, Evil Ed, Tales from the Hood, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight, The Prophecy, and Seven. My pick so far. Yeah. The Return of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Texas Chainsaw Massacre Next Generation. The Mangler, Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell. Uh, Showgirls, Cruel Jaws, Proteus, Waterworld, Leprechaun 3. Your picks, mm-hmm. Godzilla vs. Destroya, Devil in a Blue Dress, Habit, City of Lost Children, Toy Story, To Die For, The Passion of Darkly Noon, and Virtuosity? Question mark? God, I have the passion of Darkly Nude on there too. Um, all right, I feel like I'm leaning a bit hard into the sci-fi side of things, but that's fine. I'm going to go with virtuosity. Fuck it. I don't. Care. At this point, I'm Good. just my list has just been totally abandoned. So, who? What are you talking about? You are making these picks. 
No, my my initial list was totally upended. My whole my expectations for what's going to transpire on this have just been flipped on its head. It's okay, Nathan. It's okay. I'm not mad. Like what? What would you have put? I mean, listen. I had I had like Clueless. I had Heat. I had Fallen Angels. Sense and Sensibility. Uh, you know, like Strange Days, which I think could maybe be argued. You can argue for Strange Fu. Days. Dude. The Net, Dead Man Walking, Amer- The American President, Dead Presidents, um, I, Cutthroat Island, Kicking and Screaming horror movie, right? That's what no. people do in horror movies. I would allow The Net as horror. Yeah, but I'm not doing Virtuosity and The Net. I gotta pick a lane. Uh, I'm gonna go with Virtuosity. Fuck it. Alright. Um, so Robert just asked a very good question. He asked, what do we have against 12 <laughs> monkeys? Against Inquiring 12. minds need to know. I, I just, I feel like I struggle with Terry Gilliam in general. Um, I, I can't really pinpoint exactly what it is. I don't really remember much about the movie. I just feel like it was one of those things where when I watched it for the first time, it was not what I was expecting. Um, yeah, that's a good. It is. It is definitely a re. Like it, I, I agree, Robert. I feel like it counts as a remake of La Jetée. Um I don't know. I mean, Twelve Monkeys is a movie that I would prob would like to revisit. I also have another kind of sci fi esque movie in mind. Well, like I now am like regretting some of these choices <laughs> here because I have a few you you have you have two movies left to write your wrongs and remember you still have the whatever movie you want just cause all right yeah as as you think about that my ninth movie dracula dead and loving it mel brooks giving his version of dracula yeah, this is like he's he was trying to go back to the well here a little bit and do, you know, he did Young Frankenstein, so it's like, all right, let's do Dracula now, right? That's kind of, I've never seen this movie actually. It is. Um, I I wish that it were as good as Young Frankenstein. Uh, it's not. It is. Oh, uh, hold on, let me, let me get here. So directed by Mel Brooks. Uh, the tagline got blood. With Leslie Nielsen, Mel Brooks, Amy Yazbeck, um, uh, Harvey Corman, Stephen Weber, uh, Anne Bancroft. Anyone else that I need to mention? Probably not. So, so it it very much is his take on Dracula, and it follows the like very classic, you know, Dracula and uh, Van Helsing going to kill him. But I, I I so wish that this were in the vein of Young Frankenstein because Young Frankenstein is taking the movie seriously. And it yeah. is like <clears throat> Young Frankenstein is on its own a great horror movie. 
it is also a terrific comedy. Dracula Dead and Loving It is much, 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 much closer to Robin Hood Men in Tights. And it's been a very long time since I've seen Dracula Dead and Loving It. And I might be looking at it with uh, with some rose-colored hindsight glasses because I've not seen it in probably 20 years. And honestly, uh. when I watched it, I don't remember loving it. I remember thinking, oh, Mel Brooks, you've lost your touch. And, and it felt a little bit too much like some of the uh, farce movies that we've had over the last 15, 20 years of things like superhero movie and epic movie. Yeah, and like Friedberg seltzer shit. Yeah, like it, it started to feel a little bit like that where it was a little bit too jokey. Um, but I, I feel like my appreciation for it would probably be a little bit higher now because I think at the time either hadn't seen enough Mel Brooks movies or um, or like I, I didn't love them on the same level. And and yeah, I, I just I feel like I need to go back and give Dracula Dead Loving It another shot. And I really hope that it plays better than than I remember it. Because I mean come on, it's got Leslie Nielsen as Dracula. It's got Mel Brooks as Van Helsing. It's got Steven mm-hmm. Weber as uh, Jonathan Harker. It's just it it's a great cast and and I think that I was I think that when I watched it I was probably a little too snooty because I think that this was probably one sure. that I didn't see until like you know 98 99 so I was probably in like that 16 17 like uh this isn't funny enough or this is too juvenile or this is meh. right and and I think that if I go back and watch it I'll probably like no it's I mean come on it's great it's Mel Brooks doing a vampire movie what's not to love so yeah, that's yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Okay, so ooh, Robert is pointing out in the mouth of madness, technically ninety four, but it didn't come out here, Australia, until ninety five. Ooh, that's a good. I mean, I love in the mouth of madness. We did do an episode on it, but we could do it again because it fucking rules. Um, Casper should definitely count as horror, and uh, it should count as horror. Dan Dan has done the addiction, so the addiction is on here, Robert. Um, okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I just realized, man, Denzel was running the fucking table on 1995. He's in Crimson Tide. He's in Devil in a Blue Dress. He's in um, Virtuosity. <laughs> so here's here's what I want to do. I'm subbing out Virtuosity. Okay. I've decided. I've changed my mind. That makes I'm me sad. I'm going to do Ghost of Michelle instead. Okay. Virtuosity. Um, because I'm realizing my are getting a little bit samey. No, no, no. Actually, you know what? Let me. F- yeah. Okay. I'll sub it out for Ghost in the Shell, and then I will actually go ahead and add Twelve Monkeys, because I feel like I need to re. The, the I've been sitting here kind of stewing on it a little bit, and I feel like I need to revisit this movie because it seems I'm in the minority, like very, very much in the minority of uh, people who did not enjoy this. And I watched it a long time ago. And like I said, I feel like it was an expectation sort of thing because it was not the movie I was expecting it to be. And I think watching it at this point in time, um, I would have a much better appreciation for what it is trying to do. 
Well, uh, especially, especially, uh, you know, post Post COVID lockdown. Um, yeah, especially after our review of Brazil that we did, even though it doesn't like, it's, it's not the same tonally or even thematically. I I feel like there are some elements that, uh, if you appreciate it about Brazil, I feel like there's more stuff that you'd appreciate about 12 monkeys. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I do love Brazil. I think Brazil is actually a fucking masterpiece. Uh, so I, I want to give 12 monkeys another shot. So I'm going to throw it in there. Well, good. Which means I have one more pick after this. That means you have one more pick. And it also means it saved me from having to put 12 monkeys. And I can stick with my trash picks. And I'm going to go with Project Metal Beast. Directed by oh, Alessandro de Guetano. The tagline, DNA Overload. Did you say that you were putting 12 monkeys earlier? With the medical breakthrough of a metal-based synthetic skin called Biofarin, the prospect for pioneering surgeries for burn victims and cancer patients seems to uh, seems set to occur, but for the warped head scientist in charge. It's, a opportunist, it's an opportunist chance to reactivate a long-forgotten classified project that has been left frozen in a set of cryogenic chambers deep beneath the bowels of government laboratory, convincing the others... Convincing the other in the research team to start work on putting this living metal skin on corpses. He now has the perfect test patients waiting on ice for them to work on. But there was a reason three of these stiffs in particular were left to chill due to an experiment gone bad. These three only look human on the outside and none of them are as dead as everyone believes they are. I I just, it's on Tubi. I'm going to watch this tonight. Oh my God. I'm watching the trailer for it, and I am just so... I, I have made a mistake. <laughs> no, you've not. I've absolutely made a mistake. You absolutely have oh, not made God. a mistake. I mean, this looks insane and dumb. And I am totally watching it tonight. Necessarily in a bad way, but like, oh my God. There, there's just... There's just a lot of other stuff. Okay, so... Your last pick. Lahane, the uh, net, safe Congo, Judge Dread, living in oblivion. I, living in oblivion. That is a true horror movie. Um, and and yeah, this man, you've I, you've you've not yet picked a movie. Um, you've you've not yet used your eh whatever pick. So you still have your wild card. This does not have to be horror. Well, you can use it on whatever the, you want it to be. Part of the Leaving issue Las with Vegas. that though, what now? Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, that's definitely a horror movie. Um, yeah, I just feel like part of the issue is if I pick something that's just a fuck it pick, it's not going to make it. Not necessarily, man. Because hard. again, think, so think about what we did uh, when we did our daily episodes for our personal fears week where we threw in. Uh, our palate cleansers. Now we try to keep those palate cleansers still horror, um, but just like thematically on the opposite end of the spectrum of whatever we were talking about, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. So like, if you want to put in something like clueless based off of some of the other things that, uh, that we pick clueless might be a good, like, you know what? 
Yes, that that is a good one, and it could totally fit in with Halloween because um, you you know that you can still go to a party and see people dressed up like the characters from Clueless. So, I mean, you could also use that justification yeah. of what would someone dress up as for Halloween? Not necessarily is it a horror movie. But yeah, dude, right. dude, you know that there's still Before Sunrise. No, no, yeah, I know, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I've considered that, but like, I just don't think... There's, there are so many options. Before like, Sunrise, Clueless, Heat, Lahane, Casino, Jumanji, uh, Batman Forever, like, Apollo 13. Right. Did you already pick Apollo 13? No, I took it off. That's So Apollo 13 is, is kind of the, where I'm leaning. Empire Records, a goofy movie, GoldenEye, Dead Man... Sense and Sensibility, Friday, Billy Madison, Strange Days. Right now, Strange Days is so tempting too because it's fucking fantastic. While you were sleeping, uh, The Doom Generation, Leaving Las Vegas, Bridges Over Madison County, Desperado, <laughs> The Quick and the Dead, Mallrats, Mortal Kombat, Kicking and Screaming, Four so Rooms, to Wong Fu, Hackers. Ooh, Hackers. Dude, dude, Hackers. I've not seen Hackers. Dude, neither have actually. I, but I so want to. Central Cinema's playing it. <laughs> Tommy Boy, let me, let Crimson me. Tide, Johnny Mnemonic, Outbreak, Nathan, Pride and Prejudice. You have to shut up. I gotta speak. Judge Dredd. I have to tell you. Oh my god. All Tank right. Girl. Keep, keep okay. I'm done. I've never seen Tank Girl. Uh, okay. I have three that I'm going between. Okay. I also might swap one of these out for that fucking Darkly Noon thing that we put in there. Um, so I've got Safe. Uh huh. Todd Haynes. Lahane mm-hmm. and Apollo 13. Those are the three that I'm kind of like going back and forth on. I'm probably going to put Apollo 13 in there because I fucking love that movie and I want an excuse to rewatch it. I and I feel like it fits well in, within horror enough that even if I don't have to, even if I have a wild card pick, I think it works. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, I think I, I, I won't, I don't, I don't have to tell you what, just go, go with Apollo 13. And then, um, go with Apollo 13 and I might swap out the mangler for the passion of darkly noon. Because we did do an entire Stephen King series. Even though it was an entire year ago, it feels like it was just a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. So I might I might do that. So okay. if if you want to uh yeah. Do something so, to replace the Passion of Darkly Noon. I think then I'm going to do um god i hate just having dead air um i'm going to do apollo 13 and safe those are going to be my my picks there i don't know if anybody is going to be with me on safe though what is what is safe i have not seen safe so it's a todd haynes film um about julianne moore 
who is, um, I'm just going to read the description. It says, uh, Carol, a typical, oh, she plays a woman named Carol, much like uh, in the film Carol by Don Haynes. Um, Carol, a typical upper, upper middle class housewife, begins to complain of vague symptoms of illness. She, quote unquote, doesn't feel right, has unexplained headaches, congestion, dry cough, nosebleeds, vomiting, and trouble breathing. Her family doctor treats her concerns dismissively and suggests a psychiatrist. Eventually, an allergist tells her that she has environmental illness, which is capitalized. Fascinating. Um, yeah. So I, and it also, if you look under genres, it does classify it when you look under oh, themes. No, it, as what, what I was looking at while you were reading, I think that it would fit under horror. Yeah. So I'm, I'm good with that. Um, so I think that's ooh, where I'm man. leaning. I like Todd Haynes. I, I mean, I fucking love Carol, which doesn't actually have Julianne Moore in it, but it has, um, uh, Kate Blanchett, and it's just a phenomenal movie. Not a horror film, whatever. It's just great. But um, I also saw his film Poison when I was in college, and that's a very interesting movie. Uh, well, I think that it's a good pick, and. I am even more excited for our 1995 punch out now than I was at the start of this episode because here are the movies unless something changes and I don't want anything to change because I want to get this uh, survey out as soon as possible. This is currently the list of movies on the survey. Eric's picks Godzilla versus Destroya, devil in a blue dress habit city of lost children Toy Story, To Die For, Safe, Ghost in the Shell, 12 Monkeys, and Apollo 13. Dan's Picks, The Addiction, Lord of Illusions, Rumpelstiltskin, Species, Evil Ed, Tales from the Hood, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight, The Prophecy, and Seven. And my picks. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, The Passion of Darkly Noon, Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell, Showgirls, Cruel Jaws, Proteus, Waterworld, Project Metal Beast, Leprechaun 3, and Dracula Dead and Loving It. God, what a what a list of movies. You know what, Nathan? I've got to say that <laughs> with some of the swapping out that you have done, uh, I, I, your list isn't bad. It's not bad. I, I, I dig it. I dig it. I like that Showgirls is in there. Cruel Jaws is exciting. Waterworld is fucking rocks. I'm so glad that's on there. Uh, Leprechaun 3 would be curious to revisit. And you and we found, you know, The Passion of Darkly Noon, which appears to be uh, maybe a uh, an underseen gem. We'll see. I'm, I'm either going to watch Passion of Darkly Noon or Project Metal Beast uh, as much as I can tonight before I fall asleep. Yeah. So I will report oh, back on that. Um, I, I need to know. Yeah, that's I've, you know, I don't know if I'm going to swap any out in part because I don't want to have to think about it anymore. And, and these are just, I mean, come on. These, these are some great in quotes movies. Um, and, and, and I will say this kind of bookending the entire conversation. I feel like all of these movies, is a very, very good representation of 
what we talked about at the top of the episode of our relationship with the 90s, specifically 95. Um, and, and, and again, uh, I've got just a few more um, categories in there just with being a little bit older than four in 1995. But this has movies that we watched as kids and have loved and watched countless times over the last 30 years. It's got movies that we would have been way too young to see that we probably snuck away to watch anyways. Little sad Mallrats isn't on here, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> I Mallrats was, would never have been not, on my not list. In I this, love that movie. But. It wouldn't be in this theme. Not not for Halloween. I just I couldn't I I, I wouldn't vote for it. As much as I love it, wouldn't vote Even for it. Even if it was just a general ninety-five list, I'm not sure how it would make the cut for me. Um, yeah. it, it it has to be in something yeah, specific, know. like mall movies or Kevin Smith movies or anywho, uh, sure, movies yeah. that we've uh, m- movies that were appropriate for us to watch as kids and have watched countless times over the last thirty years. Movies that we watched too early and that had uh, very formative impressions on us and have shaped the way that we've interacted with cinema and just people over the last 30 years it's got movies that we've never seen before and and are just discovering it's got movies that we've seen that maybe we didn't love at first but now we have a deeper appreciation for mid 90s both good mid 90s movies and terrible mid 90s movies so while this is far from a best of the 90 uh, best of 95 list i think that this is a damn good list to represent the the breadth of movies from 95 and to represent yeah. uh, the the uh, variation in all of our tastes so i'm i'm happy with this yeah i mean honestly my uh my preferred best picture winner is in here at least of the movies that were actually nominated for best picture which is Apollo 13 um but i mean yeah we've got like seven which is probably like arguably you know the uh de facto best movie of the year. I feel like that's probably the most... Uh, and then like 12 Monkeys is obviously a movie that many people consider to be a masterpiece. And then, yeah, we've got some other... I feel like it's a good... Especially within this subgenre that we have decided to go into with these like kind of horror and horror-adjacent movies. I feel like it's a nice spread that gives us a good big picture of what the year look like and we got like an animated film in there you know like i feel i feel pretty good about it we've got we've got a verhoven we've got a ron howard we've got a godzilla uh yeah we got a godzilla movie in there that's fucking right have you seen godzilla versus destroyer yeah it's okay it, it it's pretty high up on my list of uh it's, of great godzilla movies it's really good i yeah. love it it's so much fun it's like godzilla meets aliens and it rocks. Yeah, it is. It is so damn good. Of these thirty movies, I've only seen uh, eleven and two halves. So thirteen of the movies I have seen, but two of those thirteen I've not seen in their entirety. Interesting. Okay. I did the fucking thing I do. I all often do where I have barely seen any of the movies that I picked for myself. Um, well, that's because you don't like to rewatch movies as much. So you want something that's going to be a, a new discovery for you. And well, I want—I really wanted to make to a list about. of movies I've seen before. <laughs> but that's fine. That's fine. Well, to tell you what, uh, I'll start throwing in random stipulations 
in future themes to where it's like we can only pick movies we've seen before or we can only pick movies that we've never seen or well i have thought about well this is this doesn't have to be like an on on my kind of situation but like i thought about doing themes that are specifically like our favorite movies or like something that's stuff that we have seen yeah but we need something more more direct and distinct rather than just our favorite movies because that's just too many well yeah yeah of course um of course. i i do want us at some um, point to like start having like themes within themes um so for instance like doing um doing a season where we focus on uh we're like we focus on directors so you know like in uh, if we were to do that for our winter theme then it would be um, we we would be adding thirty different directors that we want to focus on for the winter seasons, or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, um, like movie techniques. So it's things like CinemaScope or 3D or um. Ooh, that's a fun uh, what, what's the other one that I'm looking for? Um, um, Technicolor or you know, like things like that, where we're looking at a specific limitation of of how things are done but anywho uh yeah um all right i i don't know if there's anything else that we can say this episode ended up being much longer than i expected it to be oh not i i knew (laughs) i knew we would go long we always do that's true but hopefully this means that our actual punch out will be less than three hours because uh, we can spend a little bit more time talking about like, or we, we can just say, go listen to this other episode where we deliberated over what movies to even add to the survey and, and can jump straight into the, the voting a little bit faster, I hope. All right, let's shut things down before we go on even longer. Eric, where do you want people to find yep. you? You can find me on uh, Twitter, X, whatever the fuck it is at this point, at the Chimerican, T H E C H I M E R. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I just. Uh, <laughs> M I C K E Y. Right, right, right. No problem. And then, uh, yeah, anyway, T H E C H I M E R I C A N. Fuck it. I don't know. You'll figure it out. Uh, I'm also on uh, Instagram at Chimerican Reviews and on Letterboxd at Eric J A Y. And you can follow me slash the podcast on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, just all the socials at Video Monster Pod. You can also follow me personally on Letterboxd at The Gargoyle. That's G-A-R-G-Y-L-E because it's a gargoyle wearing an Argyle sweater. And Eric, if people enjoyed this yep. episode, what should they do? Um, they should go give us five stars on whatever podcast platform they listen to us on, uh, say nice things about us, make us feel good, pump us up, all that kind of, you know, self-serving nonsense. Sure, sure. You're supposed to do podcasts. And be sure to keep coming back because, uh, if not our immediately next episode, one of the next episodes that we will be doing very soon will be our punch out involving the films that we just decided on tonight. Uh, so come back and listen to us argue about which ones we actually want to discuss. Hopefully Eric, this will make the, uh, the podcast, the punch out a little less grueling because you've already gone through some of the, Oh man, there's so many good movies and, and hopefully debating some of them yeah, with already come to terms with it i think well and, and hopefully going into the punch out you might be a little bit more like okay 
I have a pretty clear idea of what I want to go for. And every vote hopefully won't be a struggle. It'll still be a struggle, I mean, but you know, it's fine. Well, again, It'll be a little look, bit look on the bright side. That's why I've added all of my picks so that you don't have to worry in any of those matchups because sure. pretty much every single one of my picks is I don't expect it to win. I just want to talk about it a little bit more than I already have tonight. Uh, I mean, the the thing that's going to end up happening, I feel like, is your picks are just all going to go up against each other, and then we're going to be stuck with like fucking. Oh, if uh, if we can get an extra three, if we can get something like Project Metal Beast into the top four, and it goes up against another trash movie, like I I just I feel like it's gonna it's gonna be like Project Metal Beast versus Leprechaun Three or something, and like. Oh man! You know. No, it's going to be Project Metal Beast versus uh, uh, Darkly Noon. Oh well, I mean, that's fine. We know what's happening there, but uh, do, do we? <laughs> I know what's happening. I, I you, my friend, but I. So so honestly, part of the reason that I'm adding the picks is because I know when it comes to some of these movies, y'all aren't going to vote for them. So I'm just going to have fun with talking about the picks that I want to talk about because I know it's going to be forever until we actually do an episode unless I just pull rank and say we're doing an episode on it. The other reason that I'm like really leaning into the, you know, just kind of fun, trashy movies. When I only half load the list with that, it's a little bit too easy for all of those to get voted out too quickly. But if a third of the list is stuff like Project Metal Beast and Proteus and Waterworld, then it's like, you know what? Some of these movies through chaos might actually have a chance of making it to the end. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, th- yeah, this is a, f- I- I'm curious to see how this experiment pays off for you, Nathan. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm also. Uh, I'm there, there's also a couple of guests that I want to reach out to and see if any of them can join us because there are a couple of people that if it would work with their schedule for them to join us, a lot of my picks would have a much higher chance of actually making it to the end. Mm, so, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, scheduling sometimes is tricky. All right. Um, on the scale a bit. Just a little bit. All right. So, so yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to keep coming back when we do our 1995 uh, popcorn punch outs. And you can listen in live when we do the episode in Discord. You can find that link as well as all of the links to all of our socials, as well as uh, any of the popcorn punch out surveys whenever they're active, as well as some featured episodes. Just all the things that we want to direct your attention to. You can find all of that on our link tree at linktree.com slash video monster pod. So go there, click on links and be sure to follow us and be a part of, uh, be a part of video monsters. Come join our wonderful monster family. We have fun here. I think that's it. And Eric, any thoughts on our pre popcorn punch out 1995 edition? No. Yeah. Uh, this is fun. I, um, I'm glad it's over. <laughs> I was a bit more stressed. I was I was looking forward to just like hanging out and chatting, and then like you put me in the fucking under the grindstone here, like try to 
kick all these things under duress and I'm like, oh God, it'll, yeah. So, but you know what? I had a good time. I feel better about the punch out itself going into it. We'll see if it actually cuts down on the runtime. I doubt it, but you know, at least we we tried. We'll see how it goes. Right. If if it shaves 15 minutes off, I feel like that'll be a success. So spending two Just hours it, yeah. to save 15 minutes. So that's a good trade-off. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's just like the most us thing I've ever heard in my entire life. It's like, yeah, we're going to, we just, we get so fucking pedantic about all of this stuff. And uh, it's the best. Like, nobody else I'd want to do this bullshit with but you, Nathan. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. That's been it for this episode of Video Monsters, where we take movies, especially bad movies from 1995, so very seriously, but we don't take ourselves seriously. Good night, everybody. Pausing for one second because I have a bug that I need to kill. <laughs> Nathan, why don't you just leave that bug alone, man? He's not doing anything to you. And he's gone. That's really funny. I missed the bug. You missed the bug? Yeah, that was a great bug. I, uh, yeah, it's too bad. I like I bugs. I also love the film Bug. Oh my god, I Robert. Like William Friedkin. Let me tell you, Bug is like one of my favorite movies.